Cover City Sports is back with another episode of Saloon Talk. Steve, what are we talking about today? Dave, we've got the NFL Draft Thursday night. Top five quarterbacks off the board. Who are the Giants taking at number 11? And there's a little thing this weekend called the Kentucky Derby. Steve-O, you giving us your pick for that or what? Dave, I want everybody saying, give me my money. Let's go. Let it rip, Lantern. Cover City Sports is back here on 428. It is draft episode. Uh, we're in Saloon Talk here with Rooster and Steve-O. Steve-O, my man, what is going on? Welcome back to the podcast. We are back. You knew it. Dave, I'm going to get some with this, this draft talk here today. I'm fired up. I'm a draft nerd. I'm a mock draft geek online, always checking them out. So I'm fired up for this one. Rue, baby. How we, so how we living? To be back. So pumped to be back. I think this is the one acceptable time of the year where people can start overthinking things and kind of going over the top about their picks. Well, let's get it going. Five QBs, Steve-O. Uh, everyone knows who they are. Where are they going? Let's start All with, right. obviously, the top two. Well, your All top right, so, two. Well, one is undeniably Trevor Lawrence. Uh, going to the Jags, basically, you know, etched in stone. Uh, you can basically take that one to the bank. 40 career starts at Clemson, one national championship, two national championship games, three straight years in the BCS playoff. Basically speaks for himself, been a – you know, stud since the eighth grade, starting on varsity. Um, you know, there's been some you know people trying to dig up dirt and negative talk on on Trevor about you know how he he doesn't have a chip on his shoulder and is that is that guy something was born that, for football glory? Yeah, you know, other than get a haircut, Rue finally cut the mullet, but the yeah. mullet's cool. I mean, he's got like that 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 pumpkin pie haircut you know something like, he's been he's like hanging on to i wasn't hanging on to the mullet it was kind of just like you know a stint in my life sure it was it was a, it was a phase yeah exactly was, yes, yeah yeah you know it was a college yeah, but thing. at this right. point you got to keep riding it he'll have like um head and shoulders will be sponsoring him. he'll have millions yeah. coming in off, Speaking off the of hair that, he just uh signed with adidas today Did as he? a t-law fan i wasn't too too pleased to see that but you know i guess you get what you get no, he I wasn't mean, big on Nike after that uh, Saint and Nas X uh, sneaker oh, release right. with with human Ooh, blood in each shoe or something. Good call. So, but we're Dave, already he's... rolling off topic. He's number it's one. All right, <laughs> Satan, all that X, undeniable. <laughs> anyway, so one, Trevor Lawrence can't can't you know can't deny that one. Two, two is a big question mark for me. New York Jets. It's it's just heavily heavily rumored that it's going to be Zach Wilson out of BYU, and I'm I'm coming out on the record right now saying this is a reach. I think this is a big reach, and I think in five years we're going to be going. Who did the New York Jets draft uh, at number two in 2021? I just I don't think he's going to be a household name. I don't think he's going to succeed. I think he's going to be the bust out of these five guys. Um, and, and my reasoning behind it, guys, you know, it, it's it's pretty simple. Um, 
you know, freshman, sophomore year, he combined for 23 touchdown passes and 12 INTs. Last year, he had a huge year as a junior, uh, 33 touchdowns, three INTs, but all the games were against non-Power 5 teams. When, when Zach Wilson has been matched up against teams with 10-plus more wins or 10-plus wins or more, how about I say it right, uh, he's 0-5 with one touchdown and seven INTs. He's had two shoulder surgeries, two Count him two shoulder shoulder surgeries, and you know I just I know he's got some intangibles. They're comparing him to Patrick Mahomes, which I just think is get the out of here. So I don't know. I think he's the bust, but I think that's the Jets, and I think that's a Jet thing to do. And we'll get we'll get into Trey Lance, but I feel like you know the argument would be well Trey Lance never played against any Big Five schools either, uh, and you're holding him a little higher, but. Trey Lance is kind of built like a bus. I mean, the guy's 6'4", 227, compared to Zach Wilson, 6'3", 209, which is, which is pretty skinny. And like you said, he's already had two shoulder surgeries. Dave, Dave, uh, Trey Lance was recruited to Minnesota as a linebacker. I mean, he he's a big, big boy. His father played in the NFL uh, for a short stint as a cornerback. You know, he's got the pedigree behind him. But again, like you said, we're going to get into him um, as, as, you know, one of the top five uh, QBs. But, you know, after Wilson at two, because I, I pretty much think that those two picks are set in pretty stone. Pretty set in stone, yeah. Yeah. So it's crazy I, how much a, a draft day can boost someone's stock. It's crazy. Because that's what it was. Yeah. What do you mean? Hold on. Draft day? Not draft. I'm sorry. Pro day. Pro, pro day. day. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, it was big. You know, he's throwing off balance, throwing, yeah. you know, uh, you know, on his, on his, you know, on the left side. But anyway, you know, so three, it, it, that this is kind of where the draft starts. Um, you know, 49ers traded up from 12 with the Dolphins gave up the 12th overall pick this year, a number one next year and a number two, and then a number one in 2023 as well. So they, they pretty much sold the farm to jump up to number three. And, and what I'm hearing, and it's strong, and I think the rest of you guys can concur this, is that they're, they're leaning Mac Jones out of Alabama. Mm -hmm. Now, if you asked me a month ago before they made that trade, they could get Mac Jones at number 12. In my mind, I, I saw it as which. Did am I? Is anyone else? Yeah, for sure. I feel like, like as as draft conversations started to go and Trey Lance started to enter the conversation, it only brought Mac Jones up as well. And someone who was a Heisman contender is kind of like, let's make this guy a signal caller with Jimmy Garoppolo, and he could be our win our win later guy. Yeah, no. And so I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure at the end of the football season, you would put these guys as Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. Possibly Trey Lance, uh, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones. I would have put Mac Jones ahead of Zach Wilson. Ahead of Zach Wilson. Me. Yeah, but so, and Rooster, I think this goes back to what you said. You know, it's it's draft time. It's time to overthink everything. These right. coaches are giving so much time to think about this choice, and I, I think they start pulling things in that really shouldn't be part of the conversation. For instance, someone's pro day, if they have a terrible pro day, sure. But all five of these guys should be able to go out on a field with no one in front of them and throw the ball lights out. For sure. Sure. No shoulder pads, no defenders. They're in their underwear. You know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's set they're, up. They're not, they're not even outside. You know, they're no, in a controlled it's set environment. Up for success. Yeah. Right. It's set up for success for these guys. Um, I, I always say, you know, 
check the film. Check right. the film. Um, but, you know, so the next three quarterbacks, Tape guys. Tape don't lie. <laughs> next three quarterbacks we're looking at are Mac Jones out of Alabama, Trey Lance out of North Dakota State, and Justin Fields out of Ohio State. And, and you know, this – I think is where the draft is going to get very interesting because there are some teams that have made some moves recently uh, with the uh, Carolina Panthers just traded Teddy Bridgewater today mm-hmm. uh, to the Denver Broncos for a six round pick and they're paying half of over half of his salary. Right. Um, those those two teams sit at number eight and number nine in this year's draft. And Carolina signed or traded for Sam Darnold a month ago. Right. So you know. They're trying to report. I'm doing that in big hash, yeah, heavy quotes. Uh, that that the two teams are still interested in quarterbacks in this draft. I think that screams were interested in trading back. And Rue, you you mentioned the two teams looking to move up would be possibly the Patriots or the Washington Football Team. And I think that you 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 hit it on the head with those two teams. Mm-hmm. I loved I love sports talk radio how they're how they're getting after well Bill Belichick has never in 20 years has never moved up in the draft. Well Bill Belichick in 20 years has never drafted a quarterback higher than 61st overall. He had Tom Brady for 20 years. Yeah. Am I the only one that is just mind blown by the fact that you don't have to make moves? You don't have to be bold when you have Tom bleeping Brady as your quarterback? Am I nuts? Am I crazy? It's like, no kidding, Bill Belichick didn't make moves. He didn't make moves because he didn't need to make moves. He had Tom Brady. Tom freaking Brady, okay? So this is where Bill Belichick has to get creative because they went out and they spent bank in free agency this year. So they've got to make a bold move. Cam Newton is not the future at quarterback. I see the Patriots trading up to eight or nine to take Trey Lance or Justin Fields. And I think either of those two guys in that system would be a home run. We're going to be hearing about these guys for years to come if they land with Bill Belichick in New England. Yeah, one thing I couldn't fathom about this draft was um, how much Justin Fields' draft stock went down. Like Dave said, at the end of the year, you would have said Trevor Lawrence and then Justin Fields, and how much Trey Lance has gone up. You know, I think you look at Justin Fields in those semifinal, and and he showed glimpses of it in the um, national championship. He was he was then semifinal. He was lights out, and so that's why I'm saying he played at that top level that Trey Lance didn't, and that's why I think he would be more of a success as a signal caller. Like I said, with the 49ers behind Cam Newton while they can mold that old line you in, mean the off the season. in the Pats. In the Pats in the offseason. What game was it where Justin Field's stock went down? Was it the um, conference championship? Conference championship game yeah. against Northwestern. That yeah, that plummeted his stock, which I agree yeah. with you, Rooster. I, I don't – I think he's a top three in this draft. I'd take him before Zach Wilson, no problem. Oh, without a doubt. Guys, you know I've been riding the Justin Field's horse, all, you know, all year basically. Yeah. You know, I I picked him as a guy I'd want to build my franchise around. Um, I, but he, here's the thing. It came out this week that he has epilepsy. He's on, you know, subscribed medication to, to control that, mm-hmm. which, you know, maybe some teams well, deem. Sam Darnold saw it go, so. 
<laughs> we got to give it up. Let these guys make plays. No doubt. And and listen, what that kid and you mentioned it. What what Justin Fields did in the BCS semifinal game this year against you know a, a very dominant Clemson team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, threw six touchdown passes, one INT. 385 yards passing, 42 yards rushing. At the highest level of football. And he got he got spearheaded halfway through the first <laughs> half and couldn't move. Like, they had to shoot the kid up. He sat out one series. They shot him up, and he came in and lit Clemson apart. Just lit him up. So, I don't know. I'm high on Justin Fields. I think he is the quarterback, though, that is going to fall. So, in my opinion, right now, you know, the day before the draft, he he might be that he might be that last guy uh, selected out of these five. I don't think it's warranted, and I think teams will regret it. Yeah, I think I think my one last note on this topic would be find the guy that can make plays outside of the pocket. Well, I don't think I remember seeing a statistic of like very rarely was Trey Lance making plays out of the pocket. One because he didn't need to, and that's pretty much the only reason. That is the only reason. So find it. Trevor Lawrence was making plays outside of the pocket. That's a fact. So was that's Wilson, what the NFL quarterback is coming down to. You have to be able to make your own time. You have to. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. He is the guy to do that, in which he did. And like you said, to get back to Trey Lance a little bit, Trey Lance, they, they ran, they had a fullback, you know, in, in their offensive mm-hmm. sets. So, you know, they were handing the ball. They were running the ball. They were pounding the ball. He didn't have to. Like you said, he didn't have to do it, but he did throw 28 touchdowns and zero INTs. And I think, what, 2,800 passing yards uh, last season in, in his full season. So, I mean, those are huge numbers. You know, e- even a Mac Jones, I, I, went, I went down his numbers, and it makes sense why San Fran would want him with how he performed this year. 13 starts, 4,500 passing yards, 41 touchdowns and four INTs, 77% completion rate. Yeah. That's insane. That's incredible. And that's without Jalen Waddle. Right. So I could see I could see Mac Jones jumping up, or I could see a guy like Kyle Shanahan, who I've heard people have been comparing Mac Jones to like a Matt Ryan or maybe a, a – a bit better of a uh, Kirk Cousins, right? Who who are guys that that you know have had success and Kyle Shanahan in Kyle Shanahan's right. system, right? So I could see that there. So I, I see him at three, the third overall, the third quarterback taken, and then it's kind of going to be a, a battle with with those other two of Trey Lance and Justin Fields. But I, Steve, I, I real, real quick this this Twitter account Kobe Bean don't know who this guy is, but Kobe Bean. Uh, he had this tweet, Joe Burrow, transfers schools, wins a championship with thir- three first-round picks. Or sorry, let me start off. Joe Burrow, transfers schools, wins a championship with three first-round wide receivers and a first-round running back. He's got the it factor. Mac Jones, waits his turn, wins a championship with two first-round receivers and a first-round running back. He's not that good. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that, yeah, I mean, that's, what I, that's where my thought process was. And, and here's Mac Jones. He, he put up those stats – and and had a running back that rushed for 26 touchdowns and 1,500 yards in Najee Harris. So, you know, it wasn't like, hey, it was just the Mac Jones show and he was airing it out. No, they had a guy that rushed for 1,500 yards. Like, it, it, I don't know. I, I can see it now that, that, you know, that you got the big picture and you, you've got kind of everything out in the open why Mac Jones would be, you know, highly touted by the 49ers. Um, but I, I'm, I'm still, I'm not sold on Zach Wilson. And I really think that 
it's going to get exciting. I think tomorrow night's going to be super exciting. It's great how much how quarterback heavy it is. That's what makes it so fun. Huge, huge. You know, quarterback, wide, wide receiver. receiver yep. You know, it's like the dynamic players that that we got to watch the last few years. You know, they're going to be the tops of the draft board. It's not like oh, number one overall, Eric Fisher, offensive lineman out of Western Michigan. You know, it's like what? Yeah, right. You know, who gives a flying what? He was the number one overall one. <laughs> so anyway, moving on. All right. So some betting odds. A lot of guys are going to be betting the draft here. Biggest question is who's going at number three. And here are the odds. Mac Jones, minus 225. Trey Lance, plus 180. Fields, plus 600. Zach Wilson, plus 3,300. And Kyle Pitts, plus 5,000. I, I, it's hard not to throw a couple bucks on Zach Wilson or Kyle Pitts here because it could just it could happen. Well, that would be like a you know, another just jet move where they where they go and take like Justin Fields yeah. at number two. It's not never been reported. They shock everybody. Um, I still don't think that the 49ers would take Zach Wilson over Mac Jones at this point. I, I don't personally, but again, I, I think the odds are so high, Dave, because the Jets do. You know, they're pretty much locked into him at number two, but Mac Jones is the heavy favorite at minus 225. So, Steve, we'll get into a few sleepers of, of the draft. Throw out some other names people should be looking for. Well, so here's some names that you're going to probably hear uh, later in the first round. Elijah Moore, a wide receiver out of Ole Miss, uh, very fast, speedy, dynamic wide receiver. Um, you're probably going to see him at the mid to, to end of the first round. Uh, Kadarius Tony, wide receiver out of Florida, put up huge numbers with Kyle Trask. You know, Kyle Pitts by his side. Um, we're going to see him go in the first round, um, and then and then you got a you know a couple of old linemen uh, that that you probably should you know at least be on your radar. In in uh, Sam Kamazi, Cosme, Cosme, yeah. Sam Cosme out of Texas. And uh, I'll let you hit the other one out of Notre Dame, Rue. Uh, Robert Hainsey. These are like probably early second round guys. Keep your eye on. Now these are second round wide receivers that I like. This, this these these guys, the three next three guys that I'm gonna I'm gonna name may sneak into the first round. Um, Rashad Bateman, wide receiver out of Minnesota, um, originally uh, opted out for last year, but did wind up playing. Uh, most of the season for Minnesota. He might sneak into the first round, but he'd be a steal in the second round. Rondell Moore, wide receiver, Purdue. Huge, 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 you know, combine numbers or pro day numbers. Um, huge character guy, huge speed. Uh, that could be a definite steal in the second round for a team looking for that slot receiver, that game changer. And then uh, Terrence Marshall out, out of LSU. You know, we talked about those Joe Burrow receivers. Well, he was one of them. Um, he's six three. He's a big target. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a guy to keep your keep your eye out. I got I got one for you. Remember the name, Cornell Powell, Clemson wide receiver, big body, explosive, great in the open field. Remember that name like, for fantasy next year. On like Powell, uh, yep, Powell, Powell, or oh Powell, Powell, yes, Powell, that explosive, Powell, Powell. Powell. <laughs> Let's get on to the Giants, baby. I'm fired up. You got a face. I just I just want to punch it. <laughs> we were quoting stepbrothers there, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, all right. Let's go ahead. Let's get into the Giants need. A bunch of Giants fans uh, listening to the podcast. Um, 
Steve, who do we need? Who do you expect the Giants to take, and who would you take? Because there's a big difference there usually. Huge difference. Dave Gettleman has snapped it right off in my rear end the last few years. I was high on Saquon Barkley, but again, you know, a running back at number two, it, it's that's it's that's a, a reach. Yeah. yeah, reach a risk, especially with an old uh, quarterback. And then he went Daniel Jones, number six overall the next year, and then Andrew Thomas last year. I, you know, I, I'm just I'm not sold. He's disappointed me in in the last two years. Uh, of of the, you know the early picks in the draft, we got number eleven overall. We definitely are in dire need of two positions: wide receiver or a game changing wide receiver, mm-hmm. which is going to be available at number eleven. Um, I think the big names right now are Devontae Smith, wide receiver, Heisman Trophy winner out of Alabama. I know he's undersized, but I don't care. That kid is a game changer. Can play special teams. Rue, would you would you put a stat up? Hit it. Hit him with it. Hit him he, with uh, it. He led college football with 618 receiving yards after contact. Also had the highest completion highest completion percentage when targeted. That was 77.7 percent since 19, 2000. Since 2018. Yep. So he can make plays after contact. A kid can make plays. And then Jalen Waddles, another guy who was his counterpart at, at Alabama, who who left with a foot injury and then basically just, you know, everybody that's listening, did you watch the kid in, in, in the national title game and just what he showed with guts and, and just drive to, to fight through that ankle injury to play in that game and, and really make some plays to – to you know, I know it wasn't much of a game, but he, he made some big plays in that game. So those are two big name wide receivers that I think at least one of them will be available uh, at number eleven overall. And then an, an, an edge rusher. We haven't had an edge rusher since you know JPP blew off his fingers and you know I was went out to say Tampa since he Bay. had since he had ten fingers. Yeah, <laughs> I went down to Tampa, won a ring with with the old TB12. But so edge rusher, I think edge rusher is is a is a huge huge need uh, for the Giants. Um, Rue, you you put a couple of names out there. Why don't you hit the guys with it? Oh, we got uh, ooh, yeah, you're really throwing this one. We're just gonna stick with Quiddy Pay from Michigan, a guy that could really be a game changer. Real quick story on Quiddy Pay. Just saw it uh, tonight on on NFL Network uh, draft coverage. Uh, mothers from Africa or Nigeria or something like that came over here. Uh, basically worked three jobs. Uh, sent pay to to private school. He promised her if I go to this private school, I'll get a scholarship to play football. He did. He, he held true on his promise. You know, and I just you know it was a great story. It was just. Mother persevered, you know, basically with with nothing. He 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 really just honed in and focused on on his craft and making himself an NFL you know player. And and he sure surely ha- has done that or will do that. Spe- that kind of drive special, huge. And then you you know, and that's not something you're gonna see on film, or that's not something you're gonna you know see it's your pro day that that's something that you've got to hear you've got to see you've got to witness and you know a kid like that that's that just shows he can persevere he could fight through you know the the low low spots or the low points in life and and really come out on top at the end so you know the kid's a monster he's a beast he's huge um and i think mel kuyper had him at him projected earlier in his mock drafts at number 11 to the giants i don't know if they go 
uh, that route. I don't know what Dave Gettleman does. Yeah. I, you know, who, who don't also, you want to see the Giants take? At, I don't. They're the going to mess spot. it up no matter what. So if so, if there's if Rashawn Slater, uh, offensive lineman from Northwestern's off the board, and obviously Penny Sewell will be off the board. I don't want to see them take another offensive lineman at number 11. I would rather see them go with the game changer at wide receiver because I think with all these quarterbacks going early, Kyle Pitts is probably going to go four, if not five overall. You got Jamar Chase. That's going to be, you know, top 10. You know, there's Smith or Waddle should be available at number 11 overall. Now walk me through this to kind of uh, snowball Dave's question about who you don't want to see them pick. In my opinion, it would be a D-back, although there will be some talented D-backs at 11, like Patrick Sertain and J.C. Horn. Would you be opposed? I don't want either of them. I don't, I don't think – they're not going to help the Giants win next year. They, they are – they're – they're set at cornerback right now. Mm-hmm. You know, they, yeah. they have their cornerbacks. They don't need to add a cornerback if you have these other guys on the draft board. That Cornerbacks help you players. win playoff games. They don't help you make the playoffs. Yeah, like, but if your the, team's I struggling most... to get to the playoffs, you shouldn't be drafting a, a cornerback. With yeah. your and we're so talented at the defensive back position right now. Yes. No point. But it's put it past the Giants? No. No, they'll, they'll that's what Gettleman said. What, he's taking the best player available. So God knows what that means to him. <laughs> to him, right? Kicker. It's it, totally, yeah, it could be a kicker. <laughs> <laughs> but so, and Micah Parsons is another name. I've, I've been just hearing a lot of negativity and a lot of just fallen draft stock, which I don't think it adds up. Um, I, I, I think that kid is going to be dynamic. He's a four four forty speed. And I know that, you know, doesn't always equate to dominance on, on the field. But, you know, that's fast. And Penn for, State runs downhill on their pro days. Well, he's been training out in California. Oh, he's no been shit. training with uh, Kyle Pitts and uh, Justin Fields out there. Oh, and he gotcha. actually beat Fields in his 40, that's incredible. Uh, you know, out there training. Uh, he, you know, it was it – was, Recorded at four four, I, you know. I just think the kid, uh, he, he kind of has a bum rap for doing some pretty immature stuff in in high school. Which it, who you can't go back to high us, school. You can't yeah, go back to high like, school. You're, you're supposed to like believe in growth in a you know of a human. I'm sorry, right. you don't go back to high school. No, especially with a man. I mean, boys are immature as it is. You know, I mean, I'm 41 and I'm still immature as all get up. So I mean, don't even talk to me about 17. Actually, I might have been more mature at 17 than I am 41, but what are you going to do? Uh, but, you know, th- there's a kid that I think is going to be, you know, somebody's going to get lucky and he's going to fall to them. Um, I don't know. Maybe he is a reach at number 11. I- honestly, guys, I I want I want this to be Daniel Jones has every weapon in his repertoire. He doesn't have another excuse for failing again. You got to take away the Daniel Jones excuse here. And it can't be the O-line anymore. Like it just, it can't, you can't always just say we have a bad O-line. We have a bad O-line. We have a bad O-line. Russell Wilson has has had the worst O-line for the last like six, six seasons or something in terms of most pressures. Yeah. Most pressures. It's just, we we can't use that to extend the career of Daniel Jones. This is a make or break year, in my opinion, for him. Uh, Give him a, a top receiver to throw to. And if it doesn't work out, it's time to move on. That's why I wish the Giants, um, took what's his name from from Carolina for a sixth round pick. 
uh, oh, quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater went to the Broncos, which they took him because I think they at least need someone that's to push. come in if to either push Daniel Jones or to step in if 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 need be. That, and, I'm and, so far, I, I I'm I'm just not a big Daniel Jones fan. That's, I'm that's with you, Dave. I'm not even. Him. A not, I don't bit. believe in him. I just he's no. a tough kid, but I think outside of his toughness, I don't think there's that much there. I I agree. I agree. Reading the defense, uh, making reads, th- throwing to the correct receiver. He just he it, f- it fumbles. He can't hold on to the football in the pocket. To wrap this up, who do you want to see the Giants draft? Give us give us one or two players that you'd be happy happy as hell if they drafted with that eleven pick. I would. I want to see Devontae Smith in a New York Giants uniform. I think the kid can play special teams. Um, he's he's dynamic. He he's proven uh, on every level that he can succeed and excel. Uh, he's a two time uh, two time national champion, Heisman Trophy winner. Been basically you know, doubted his whole career. I'd love to see Devontae Smith in a New York Giants uniform next year with that wide receiver core that you had. You know, we picked up Kenny Galladay uh, in free agency this year. And, you know, if Sterling Shepard can stay healthy and then you have a, you know, pretty solid number two. Darius Slayton. And, yeah, number two, number three, and Darius Slayton. So, you know, to go along with Evan Drops Ingram, um, how he made the Pro Bowl last year boggles my mind, but maybe he can get it together this year and and uh, you know put up some stellar numbers at the tight end position. And they drafted, you know, Kyle Ru- or drafted they signed Kyle Rudolph in free agency. Uh, he he's a monster in the red zone. Um, so th- that'll only open up things for for a dynamic wide receiver like Smith. And then number two, Dave, I'd say Jalen Waddle. You know, he he he's dynamic. He is basically. He was the one to the Smith two before he got injured. And basically, and I keep saying basically, basically, <laughs> I'm a horse's ass. <laughs> but he he was he was the number one when you had two first round draft picks a year before in Jerry Judy and uh Henry Ruggs. Uh it was it was Jalen Waddle was was the main target uh in, in that system. So I think the kid that kid can be dynamic. I think he's healthy now. And I, I'd really like to see us just go all in on the offense this year. So a few other draft odds to wrap up the draft uh, draft preview here. Jalen Waddell, first receiver taken is plus 700. Uh, Jamar Chase is minus 1,000. Um, let's see here. We got quarterbacks over under five and a half at plus 390, and the under is minus 560. Um, first round offensive lineman over under six and a half at minus 140. Under plus a hundred and Kyle Pitts over five and a half plus um, one twenty five under one sixty five. So Kyle Pitts going, you know, the sixth picker past it. Steve, I know you're taking the under on that one at minus one sixty five. Free yeah. money, but Steve, oh, there's yeah. another there's another big thing going on this weekend. A little thing called the Kentucky Derby. Uh, I feel like it's been quiet just because of COVID. It can, part of the big thing I feel like Kentucky Derby is just the whole atmosphere of of the Kentucky Derby, which we're missing a little love. So I feel like this kind of snuck up, up on me that Kentucky Derby was this weekend, but what, what you got any notes for us on this puppy? Yeah. So, so, so first, uh, you know, first Saturday in May, Dave, that's the, you know, the, the date that the Kentucky Derby always falls on. It's going to be a sunny 75 degree day in Churchill, uh, Louisville, Kentucky, uh, Kentucky Derby. 
Uh, I got a pick for you guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, Dave. I wanna get, I wanna get you, I wanna get you on the horse. You wanna get, you, see me with right. the horse. Feeling I'm on the it. horse. I'm feeling it. I, I'm feeling the flow. And I got a pick for everybody. I got a pick, and I gotta have a song to go along with it. So you ready for this? Here we go. <laughs> Derby pick. The Mike Jordan, the rap, Mike Jackson, the pop, the Mike Tyson, the the Hugh Hefner, the game, yeah, and it won't stop till I meet the Lord Pro for the hood. It's all good. The Spielberg, when I spill words, the track. I'm a sick dude, you can't feel worse than that. For you Wait slow for it, moves, I reverse Wait it back. I got a sick flow, see? Ain't no nursing that, but mommy. We can rock my world. Rock your world, Dave. We're rocking your world. That's who we're going with. The number 15 horse, Rock Your World jockey, Joel Rosario. Trainer, Johnny Sadler out of California. Five to one morning line, undefeated in three starts. First two were on the turf, got on the dirt. One for fun, Santa Anita Derby, grade one stakes race. Ran 100 buyer, which is the fastest in the field uh, for this Kentucky Derby race. I like that horse to win. I want everybody saying, give me my money after you go cash your tickets. I'm, I'm going to box it, maybe throw a little exact in there, box it with, with the one. One known agenda, Jockey Irad Ortiz Jr., He's fire. Todd Pletcher's the trainer. Six to one morning line. Won the Florida Derby. Grade one stakes as well. 94 buyer, which fires is speed. If you guys are all wondering and questioning it. But those are the two horses I like. Um, but the field's wide open. You know, I think a lot of things can happen. But uh, rock, rock your world. That's the horse. That's the horse I'm riding with. Cover City's back, and we'll be back again next week with a draft recap episode. Uh, there's going to be 45,000 people in attendance for the Kentucky Derby. That that caught me by surprise. I guess there's the regular capacity. It's 165. But, Pat, play the music. Cover City out. Follow us on Twitter, at Cover City Sports, on Instagram, at Cover City Sports. Catch us next week for a draft breakdown, post-draft breakdown. Steve-O. Yeah, Cover City.